Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Bought a Mic Spooky Edition, our Halloween spooktacular special here at Good Mike Hunting, the show within the show, discussing the spooky career of Robin Williams mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with his mm-hmm. most frightening, terrifying <laughs> motion <laughs> yeah. picture. That part is true. We didn't plan this Man. at all. It's the only <laughs> true part. This so movie far. is kind of a horror film. You're it's, welcome, guys. It's yeah. uh, very disturbing. Um, well, how did you put it, Hunter? It belongs in hell. Uh, it belongs in the bowels of hell. Right. It needs to go back to there yeah. from whence it came. Happy Halloween, folks. Mm-hmm. We're here in the studio. It's a very special episode um, with some very special guests. Welcome to the show. My name is Ernest. Um, I actually, right before I came here, had complete facial reconstruction surgery, and I chose to look like Robin Williams out of any human form <laughs> alive. Uh, my name is Hunter. Drew. And? You're, yeah, I was going to say, you're not just Drew. You're Drew Andrew. And you're Andrew. And, Andrew the... Ju- you're you're yeah. Andrew. Andrew. The, the Android. <laughs> Android Drew. <laughs> and joining us today, coming back post kick-ass post green night Knight. david welcome back how you doing i'm doing good guys glad to be back thanks for bringing us this uh <laughs> jaunty tune it wasn't my first pick for the robin williams series but you know what, what? was your what was your first pick i was gonna pick like aladdin or like oh, jumanji classic mm-hmm. okay but, classic. Uh, and then i saw this one on the, on the list and i was like oh my god i remember this like memories came back from my childhood of me watching this film at like yeah nine years old you're like i I need to (laughs) punish my friends (laughs) well maybe maybe not yeah i don't want to speak for your take on the movie we'll we'll get to that Mm -hmm. um but welcome for the first time rin to the show hello hi how you doing (laughs) girlfriend of the pod uh we watched this together was it your first time yeah and it sucks damn man yikes we had a good time um that i mean i guess despite the movie um this movie is is <sighs> when you say you had a good time i'm hoping that you were like at like disney world so like you had a good time and also bicentennial man was there i have absolutely like, no idea what he's talking about with it's just, okay. it was not a good time when there was a point where I paused the movie and saw we still had an hour and a half left. And yeah. I, and I teared up. After what? Yeah. After what? The fourth time jump uh, in the first 30 yeah, minutes? Or? This, the structure of the movie that I do remember that we paused and we were like, wait, that cannot be right. <laughs> the same thing happened when we were watching Armageddon the other day. Well, that at least that's like Michael Bay. You know, you got a, a wide ensemble of people to grab onto i mean it's in the criterion collection armageddon is yeah. so like that what maybe was a clusterfuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah bicentennial man is of course you watch it you're like wow this is this is clearly based on an asimov <laughs> did you know that yeah mm-hmm. well i mean when he's reciting like the laws of robotics yeah that's like, the most obvious uh, part the yeah, rest of it go. the rest of it does not seem very asimov to me um because i recall him being pretty smart I'm going to I'm going to do a whole segment later about like artificial intelligence in film. Did a whole letterbox list because uh, it's not great out there, folks. It's uh, varying levels of quality. You yeah. could say I do want to say, David, because this was 
You know, it's funny. This is a movie that I definitely always kind of told myself like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen Bicentennial Man. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. I've definitely never seen this movie before in my life. And I realized that about 20 minutes in. But I've seen this poster like about a billion times. Half in my life. face. We were vertical, talking about yeah. this like before, whenever um, before we started recording that this was just in like every movie gallery and blockbuster I went to as a kid growing up. Like, and the poster scared me as a kid. Like I used to watch horror movies as a kid. I would watch the exorcist, but seeing the poster for the artificial life of half robot, half Robin Williams silhouette, uh, used to terrify me and haunt my nightmares. And, uh, the movie is going to now haunt my nightmares. Now that I've actually put a movie with the poster. I'm sorry for that, Hunter. No, thank you for that. (laughs) I I actually have a really similar like experience where I had never seen the movie either. But as a kid, I remember seeing the poster and being really scared. (laughs) And I remember when uh, Drew. Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) We do some role play stuff. (laughs) I remember when he told me we're going to watch it. I was like, oh, that's a scary movie. (laughs) <laughs> like that's gonna be a scary movie and uh i mean it was in some ways mm-hmm. but it's not what i thought they're not trying necessarily to be scary um it's directed by christopher columbus yeah um, happy indigenous is people's day mm-hmm. uh we talked about uh mrs doubtfire yeah probably like one of the legendary family children's directors of his time when i you think talk about mrs doubtfire home alone of course, the first two Harry Potter movies like this guy. Yeah. If you were to make a list of the most Percy like, Jackson, directors of all time, like the most box office earned per director, he would be like shockingly high on there because of all the Harry Potters. Miss Duffer mega hit um, Bicentennial Man. He also like, very smart. Three billion dollars worldwide. He also very smartfully is a producer on every Harry Potter movie. So mm-hmm. my guy knows how to make money. Uh, he also made Pixels, which let's not forget Pixels. <laughs> Is that better um, or worse than pixels. Bicentennial Man? Uh, it haunts my nightmares less. Is that on your list of artificial intelligence movies? <sighs> so, okay. That, I didn't want to get into this this no, early. We don't, we don't have to. But <laughs> there's a difference between movies that feature robots in them and movies that are about artificial intelligence. Because you can go a lot wider if you're just like throwing at any movie, any Star Wars movie that just has like a droid in it. Mm. That's not about like movies that are about artificial intelligence are about humanity. Mm. Like that's what they're about. It's about what it means to be human. That's what makes a good like Blade Runner. That's like the gold yeah, standard. Ex Machina. Yeah. Stuff like that. And that's what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. It's about an android that's. Wants to be a human. What? So it's he's what on if, a journey. What if it's AI, but also Forrest Gump? Um, yeah, this movie is really swimming in the wake of Forrest Gump. I kept thinking about that the entire time. That's trying to give this. Yeah, but Forrest big, Gump is based in history. Story. Well, this is trying to be based in future. It's trying to be Forrest Gump, but future. Where's the climate change? How come people aren't like clawing at each other for water resources? Wait, maybe I'm dumb. Where's the Where's the tie-in with Forrest Gump and like just wanting to be like accepted? Is just that- like the general vibe. Yeah, the big, of, like the big journey. Of, yeah, there's a little bit. I mean. The epic scope. I don't he know gets, the fuck he's he changes <laughs> throughout. He changes throughout and like becomes more of a like character actually looking for something. But for a lot of the movie, he's kind of like this like wandering oaf of a of a <laughs> robot, <laughs> just kind of bumbling around. And people are like, ah, "I'm gonna if I get a chance, I'm gonna dismantle that here robot." Do you see? 
Uh, and then he's like, okay, cool. I'll see you in 50 years. Uh, so uh, also like next Forrest scene. Yeah. yeah. Remember exactly. that scene of Forrest Gump when, <laughs> Tom Hanks when is very Lieutenant robotic. Dan says that he's going to disassemble Tom Hanks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, actually. cool. We should have just from the jump, we should have been like, yeah, because Forrest Gump's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, obviously you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> since since you sort of mentioned like the, the futurism of it, the aesthetic of this movie is awful. Oh, it's... I, yeah, it's 1996 I really, it's and also cyberpunk mm. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's like it's his design because for the first what hour of this movie, Robin Williams is you know Robin Williams is inside of a like just like a pure like bronzy chrome mech he looks suit. Like Tin Man. He lo- yeah, he looks like the Tin Man in Wizard he of Oz. He does claim that he was it was actually him in that suit. There's a, I mean, there's also someone credited for being in that suit. <laughs> so, so Robin Williams said, that, Robin. "Fuck that performer, <laughs> I got paid." So he's, yeah, he's in this suit. The face of the suit looks like Robin Williams. Well, okay, yeah. So one of my first issues with this movie was, why would this like, you know, I'm assuming like, probably peak technology, like, yeah everyone's amazed by like it's a first of its kind type thing why would it be modeled after robin williams (laughs) like he's not you know like i was like why would they make it ugly that's i that's my biggest like i think that is the biggest fault of this entire movie is that you could look like anybody in the world and uh we have to listen to a speech about like you know the beauty in humans is actually their imperfections it's actually like the beauty in humans is when you're fucking ugly you make mistakes i think the the deep flaw of this movie is that it's fucking boring <laughs> so we, boring we have to we have to let david defend, david, defend this, movie. this movie yeah you have to go on this I, island i'm just letting here. you guys like hate on it real quick I okay see okay everyone's... no no let's let's stop listen. the hate stop the hate <laughs> there will be more hate don't you worry about that tell I've already, us i've already got my defenses up man i know i can counter all your points <gasps> right now okay. all right let's let's get into well first start <laughs> the, off, okay boy, here's counter the point that this is bad a, a bad movie <laughs> um it it was made it was made uh-huh. in like what when did it come out 99 99 they don't they don't make okay. bad movies they, yeah they don't. listen so hollywood streamlined this that's all i gotta say do you have that written down no <laughs> <laughs> so before before you kind of give your big defense of mm. the movie kind of lead up to like your memories with it so i I saw the list of Robin Williams movies that you guys like wanted to cover. And I saw the ones that were taken away, Aladdin. And I was like, fuck. But then I saw Bicentennial Man and I was like, what is this movie? And so I clicked on it and I and like, dude, I saw the photo, the the one that scared Hunter and <laughs> Rin, the poster. And I was like, all these memories came back of me like watching it like as like a child. Good and good memories. Well, it was like I love like all movies back then, obviously, you know, I was yeah. like, oh, it's on the big screen. Like, fuck, yes. Yeah. It's when amazing. you're like four, everything is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, my God, these images are moving. Well, in front also of Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Robin Williams in it. And like he's he's funny. I kind of beg to differ. I cannot see the appeal of this movie to a kid. <laughs> yes. no, 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 see, that, it's that, so that, boring. That's... And then randomly super fucking horny. <laughs> Like, well, but it's like a, it's like a grandma movie. It's like the type of movie that like you watch like with your Hallmark family. Movie, yeah, of. but but I I remember as a kid being like something's not right in this movie. <laughs> like I didn't know That's what wrong. was like wrong with this movie, but like I was like it was like intrigued by it because I was like it feels bad, but I'm enjoying it. Like oh, so I don't you understand. Picked up, you picked up on like some of the cursed energy. Yeah, like like 
I don't know, like, like just like Robin Williams, like head and he's like talking and he's like, oh, is it time? You know what I'm like, move. I, that scared me as a kid, but like, I liked it. Like, I was like, that's, that's interesting. That's <laughs> fucked up, David. That's really fucked up. Trauma. To say. That's like, yeah, you're, you're into like trauma porn yeah. shit now well, because of Honestly, the sex movie. stuff definitely went over my head as a uh, kid. How like, could I definitely, it? I, he <laughs> went on like a five minute speech about sex. It about, was, he, about he, like he's, bodies being intertwined in pure passion. I, no, I was like, hoping, I was hoping you were going to quote that in your intro. Hunter, <laughs> it's multiple speeches about pure ecstasy <laughs> being reached through sex. He's basically a dildo. <laughs> he just is like he, that's he that, he wants to become like that. That's his final form. It's like it, that's it, everything the movie's leading up to is like him becoming like a, a first, sentient yeah, vibrator, the, the first ever rabbit vibrator. Does does he come? That's a great well, question. I mean, he they he give orgasms. Him a, yeah, they give yeah, him like he, he doesn't. No, does he jizz? They no, he does of, not. Nip. They kind of skip no. over all of that. They say like oh, they we can't give you, re- which they say it's okay. We're skipping straight to it, so I'm going to get to it now. <laughs> Another thing that I, I that I had mentally jotted down is we're they, supposed to say nice things about Bicentennial Man. I know. I'm sorry, Dav. I'll let you defend <laughs> no, this no, again no, in a okay, second. It's but okay. I so we reached this point where they're like. We've been able, we finally reached the final form. We could give you like hearts and lungs and all this other stuff. Now we can give you a dick. You can have all of the feelings. You can have this orgasmic rush of having sex. We can get reproductive organs, of course. And I'm like, wait, of course. What do you, why did you just yada yada that part? You are literally creating organic matter out of literally nothing. And there's like, we couldn't get the sperm. Sorry. They they hadn't Uh, seen uh, Blade Runner 2049 hadn't come out yet. So, oh, okay. Well, yeah. is this before 2049? Is this like 20? No, they skip. Well, it starts before. It starts in 2005. Right. It, which, and it takes woof. place over the course of 200 years because he's a bicentennial man, mm-hmm. Hunter. It's oh. in the title. I thought it was uh, referring to the year 2000. He. Uh, because, year, like, but that would be by millennial man. <laughs> yeah, nineteen seventy six was the bicentennial of the United States, guys. That was the two hundredth anniversary. It was a big year. Yeah, that's what this movie doesn't have anything to do with that. You know, you know what? I, I was really so watched this entire movie thinking like bicentennial two thousand. <laughs> um, and that's why you should stay in school. It, says, kids. it, it um, says they say it at the end. It's like he is the oldest living human man. He will turn 200 um, years old. Okay, yeah, they say at the end. I didn't yeah. know at the beginning. Yeah, at the end, at the end, we're already like completely checked out. Like <laughs> I'm already <laughs> passing out. Like, oh my I'm god. I'm like, is he gonna find a way to stay alive to fuck her granddaughter? <laughs> um. One thing I, I really like about his uh about Andrew is that he tells like old, like raunchy jokes to like make humans like him. Um <laughs> the only one I wrote down is one where it's like a guy uh, like a like a bimbo goes to a doctor and uh, and and she goes, uh, "Will you numb my breast, doctor?" And he goes, "Sure, num 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 num." num. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh That's... no, no! I'll give old Robin that one. Um, wait, wait, wait! I, I, my ass I, I want to give I want to give my whole um, spiel on on this movie because <laughs> um, if anyone was perusing my letterbox uh, in the lead up to this episode. They would have seen that 
I had this movie rated at three and a half stars. Mm. When I first made my Letterbox account, I went through a bunch of movies that this is I a common this is a common occurrence. You rate movies you saw when you were a kid, and you're like, "Oh, I think that was pretty good." Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. it. Whenever I was yeah, yeah, three and a half, half stars. whatever. That was my experience with Flubber. <laughs> exactly. I remember loving Flubber. Yeah, and but, then you watch, you're like, what? "Well, Dog at shit. least, f- well." Hold on a second. I Flubber, Flubber is, is fucking a, Citizen Kane compared to Bicentennial <laughs> Man. Like, Flubber, I don't know what you guys are Flubber about is here. a kids movie, and it has it has boink but doink but doink but doink <laughs> like fifty times. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't have it enough. Honestly, I want more. Bo-doink, I, bo-doink. Well, I think that. What's more horny, a hornier kids movie, this movie or Flubber? Because Flubber is this pretty is not goddamn. A kids, this is horny. not a kids movie. But what? Okay. Who is this movie for? Like, I kept thinking about this whole whole time where it's like it's a family movie, but like I know you said that you enjoy it as a kid. If I was a kid, I would have not liked this movie at all. There's well, nothing interesting I, about this for as kids. As a kid, I was like three and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did notice today that you had updated your review to say liking movies was a mistake. <laughs> is that in anticipation of us having to do a podcast because so, of liking movies? So David picked this movie. I was like, you know what? I'm excited to check it out. You know, I I had in burned into my memory the final stretch of this movie of him going to the council of humans mm-hmm. trying to petition to become mark. it's like the, yeah. the world it's the yes the world council the world is under one like governing body yeah, now. yeah it's actually the world congress guys but yeah, yeah the world congress <laughs> okay. because Sorry. capitalism does prevail in this society yeah, right. yeah so this this is a this is a post-america society mm. um anyway that whole stretch of him like wanting to become a human and then dying next to his um his lover that happens to be the uh granddaughter of his other lover that whole Stretch that he met like, when she was like six, but we'll yeah. we'll skim past that. Um, <laughs> that worry about those like details. Burn into my brain. So I'm, I'm sitting there watching this movie the other night, and I'm like really struggling to stay awake. And I'm just like, holy fuck, this might be like not only the worst movie of this entire Robin Williams series, <laughs> but like what flat out one of the worst movies we've ever covered on this podcast. <laughs> like, there's nothing here. It's like it's like. I was like losing my mind watching this movie because like it's it honestly starts out like pretty solid. Like it's like, okay, it looks he looks like a piece of shit tin man. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. like there's a little story here with the girl and the in the horse and and Sam Neill's there. Like Sam Neill's there. Come on. I was kind of confused at the start because I couldn't really figure out whose side Sam Neill was on. Because he is. He's a working man. You yeah, know? but like at first he was like not really fucking with the robot, and he kept him in the cellar. And then, <laughs> and then randomly he was like, "No, he like it, he matters. He does have feelings." And then randomly again, like when he the robot mentioned something about like being free or whatever. Or Sam and Sam Neil was like, "That's he's fucked like, up. Get out of here, yeah. kid. Once, Don't come back." Once stupid. Sam Neil is like old. Yeah, well, even in earlier in the movie, something else happened. Remember when Sam Neil like turned against him and he. They just, they, yeah, they had like a tumultuous relationship. Yeah, um, and then he toxic. like kind of prophetizes them in a way. He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah you can make clocks, exactly. but we can make money off of your clocks. Yeah, like, okay. they're like, no, well, hold on. before about you make money. money. He didn't want him to have his money. Yeah. The clocks. Be- like, before we start re- recapping the whole plot, because I'm just falling asleep <laughs> again, recounting it. The, the last thing I wanted to say is that like once it starts to get into the stretch of the movie where it's like beyond the bounds of this family. And he like goes on a journey to 
discover himself and other robots like him and whatever. Mm. That's when I started to like my soul started to leave my body. (laughs) And then eventually at some point, like my soul came back to my body. You've never been this negative (laughs) in your life. (laughs) And then I see Robin Williams finally on the screen and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, he's here. I've been waiting this whole time. And then there's like no story. It's like the, the entire story is just like non-existent. There's, there's nothing. And then I'm just sitting there waiting for the part that I remember of when he like is old and stuff. And then I just like stopped watching the movie. Cause I was so, I was so tired and I was like, I know how it ends, whatever. I'll catch up later. And, uh, I, I had a really tough time. <laughs> So really, did, did really you even hard time. Finish this movie and yeah, I, I ended up finishing it because I only had like thirty minutes left. But. Okay, but you are right though that like this movie is it's like six different movies in one, and none of them are very interesting. So like we start out at the very beginning that like he's this like robot butler, but Sam Neill discovers that like oh he has the ability to learn skills. He's like, special. He can, he's special. He can read a book and learn how to make a. Uh, a horse so that means that he definitely has the capacity for like free will um (laughs) not gonna worry about that for right now um he then like time jump things progress he's now like learning to play piano the the lower thirds where it's like years later many years later (laughs) many many sometimes they didn't have that and like you had to like guess kind of you were like how many years yeah well the piano time where he's learning to play piano and then it's actually like a well shot scene of like you see him playing and then like it swoops back over and we see old little girl um and you're like i don't know little miss little miss um I hated that. Yeah, uh, that's there's some, fucked up. There's some predatory <laughs> shit in this movie. If we're gonna really dive into that, some uh, I I the whole time I was watching it, uh, there's a little bit of um, Jacob and Twilight vibes to him imprinting on her yeah. granddaughter, on a little girl that he meets on her granddaughter, played by the um, same actress. They were so lazy with that shit. <laughs> that, they were that, so yeah. Lazy. yeah, and the way I, they aged them up and down dude, was really bad. The, the so age, bad. the old makeup yeah. is horrendous. Like it's unforgivably bad. <laughs> the old makeup. I'm like, this what? movie had a hundred million dollar budget. Where the fuck did it go? It the definitely suit, didn't go with that robot. That robot suit looks real. For for oh my, my homeboys that live in Orlando, you know, if you've ever been to the Chocolate Emporium in uh in uh, City Walk, Yo. there's like this steampunk steampunk robot man who walks around. He's terrifying looking. He looks just like Robin Williams wow. in this movie. Yeah. That's what you said about he looked steampunk. Yeah, it's um it's a weird design choice. Generally speaking, the whole the way that technology is fleshed out in this movie is really really lazy. Uh I I get if it's, you know, the the movie's trying to be like a Tony character thing instead of like a, you know, sci-fi piece, but it's essentially just like always the 90s, except for they have robots. Yeah. And then at the very end, it's like the, the future. Well, it's 90s or like people are dressed like they are like cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. characters. Like they just kind of don't make sense. Like they're just like, ooh, our head is shaved and it's Liberty Spikes and also red tips on the end. Like it's like such like a 90s idea of like this is what like the fucking future punk scene is going to look like yeah but there are robot designs that came out you know in the 90s in movies that have aged a lot better than the way this thing looks because they insisted upon putting robin in that bitch 
in that fucking suit. It's hard to design a suit that doesn't look clunky as fuck if you're going to put a man in it. You also could have just done the humanoid design. Blade Runner had been out for like 10 plus years at this point. Just have Robin. That's what I was saying. I was like, why didn't they just have Robin and give him like a little light, like chip, like a blinky light on the side of his head? Like, and you know, I don't know. What's that one game? With the I don't know. I don't remember, but like it, it's it's also tough because it just it takes a, a good while to get to real Robin. Structurally, I do I want to talk about the structure of the movie because what I wrote down my initial guess because I didn't know it was based on an Asimov because how could you ever <laughs> except <laughs> except for the laws of robotics thing? Yeah. But I was like, okay, so they read Asimov, but <laughs> the positronic man. But um, the, I, I guess that this was based on a stage play based on the whole vibe of this movie because that's how it feels it feels like a that would sort of explain away why they did such a you know kind of like half-assed job aging up and down these characters because that's what you do in a play you know what yeah. i mean you age them up in like five minutes backstage um and on top of that structurally when something just doesn't make sense that means it wasn't written to be a movie like the, you know what i mean because you would not write a movie to have the first hour be like a robot's first act you know what i mean it's his first it's a first little like front to back story with a whole arc of sam neil um and an an entire family ensemble that has zero chemistry and does not feel like they're a family in any way i feel like this movie would have been much better off as like a little mini series yeah because you'd get to like explore characters i I could not <laughs> well i mean at least if it no. was a mini series and actually had good writing behind it um like there are that's the thing it would also just have to be good <laughs> there are ideas in here it and bones. they don't work in this movie at all i want to make that very clear that n- almost nothing in this movie works well, um, it's, it, but there the are basic, ideas in here they're the basic ideas of like most ai movies like i made this list and like half these movies are about like the 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 human condition right Right. is this like your whole thing was it you or drew as the whole pitch about we can't say like kids movies oh well at least they have a good message because every kids movie has a good message so at that point like what exactly yeah like you can't give it partial credit for that the thing is is that this movie i feel like in some cases it's just the ideas it's just like let's do a scene all about this idea and then there's no character and no story well that's why i felt like they could that's why i feel like it could have been better as like a mini series because they did have all these ideas which maybe if they had explored them or put any amount of depth into them they could have been cool but instead for whatever reason they were like let's just shove every single idea about ai into one movie about yeah. it and you know just to yeah say. and the conversations are like very like yeah it's very like person to person like not it's it's not like a mystery what they're talking about there's never subtext to any of these conversations it's all just like i want to be a human you can't be a human you know like <laughs> you're, you're not I allowed want to be human <laughs> i want to I, I make clocks i want to ask you guys a question because i was thinking about this while watching this movie would this have been better if we took a cloud atlas approach to this and what i mean is the true true what if what if we we took a piece of the true true what if instead of literally it being uh little mrs granddaughter and like we keep it we're all keeping it in this family what if let's not stick with bicentennial let's go like two thousand years like i want this man to go through like the evolution of man and the fall of man and he's just meeting like basically reincarnations of these people who remind him of his family like the first family that took him in so he's like seeking out people that remind him of his yeah and along the way he's like seeing like 
maybe something there's something to say about like the rise of ai and kind of the fall of the human species the millennium man the millennia the bimillennial yeah. man well see that the thing is that ai ai kind of does that a little bit the movie ai the steven spielberg movie i haven't seen that um so robin williams actually has like a one scene cameo in that movie it's a voice cameo does he um, play andrew <laughs> no, oh my God, this is my nightmares. But that movie, that that's not as like far reaching as you're positioning it as. But the last chunk of that movie does end like way, way into the future. And it has a little bit of that kind of juice that you're mentioning. Um, but I mean, it's just like you could say so many different versions of this story that would be better. <laughs> Every pitch that we make for this yeah. movie is better than the But I want to hear about what's good about it. <laughs> David, sell us on this movie. Listen. Because there's got to be people watching and listening that like this movie and agree with you. Hunter, you were asking who this film is like meant for. It's meant for the parents of a family. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's some good, like, I guess there's some dad core cinema, some achievement in dad core. Yeah, Gra- it, it's grandma. It's it a little energy. horny, too. Like, that's what they want. But they want a nice movie, you know? So if their kids walk in, it's not, like, too, like, graphic or anything. They just see Robin Williams, you know? They're like, ah, it's fine. Wait, I have a question to ask you. Do you think that there was any father who watched this movie with his family and then afterwards he hasn't had sex in, like, 10 years and afterwards he went home and he like quoted the 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 monologue about like the joys of sex and reaching pure ecstasy do you think that do you think that there was somebody who did that i think there i think there was there was at least one someone really got inspired by that part (laughs) cool i mean oliver platt his the inventor guy he looks he looks revved up Speaking of, he plays, um, he's in the bear. He's Uncle Jimmy. He's the uncle. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I, I love that guy. I like him. Oliver Platt's great. He was enjoyable. He, he just, he came in uh, way late in the game. And such a different energy than the rest of the movie because he's like, like pretty funny and yeah. like, you know what I mean? Quippy. And he has that female robot that Robin finds. Mm. And it's just like, at that point, I'm, I'm just like, so, the entire middle mm. chunk of this movie, I feel like I was in a fugue state. I do have questions about Oliver Platt's relationship with that female <laughs> robot that he has. Why was she so That happened annoying. to me too, Ernest. Right. I, well, <laughs> like, literally, I was on the couch, and by the middle of this movie, I was, like, kind of, like, falling, yeah. like, laying down, like, watching it, like, half asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then... And then when he meets, like, I, I think his name is, like, Rupert Holmes or whatever in, the like, the film. Yeah. And, like, they go to the robot. That's, like, when I wake back up. I'm going to be honest. Like, I took, like, I took, like, a three-hour break. And I, I did not watch this movie in one sitting. I, I did take a break in well, between. I So I try to go back and, like, try to scrub through, like, some of the scenes in the middle that I, that I missed. And I see this stretch of the robot just, like, walking in the snow and, like, scanning <laughs> dead robots. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm, done. No, I'm not so, watching I'm this. so funny to point out that scene. I had that scene. I was watching that scene consciously. And I realized that, like, I disassociated yeah. for, like, seven minutes. <laughs> and it just kind of washed over me. And it's like, the final robot. I had to travel to San Francisco. And I was like... Wait, I gotta go back a few minutes. I don't. I feel like I missed some important, some important exposition here. Yeah, there's and I don't a lot know what's of going plot on. in like that five minutes. Yeah, because yeah. also before that, he had just been um, living in like a log cabin he built like right on the beach. Like, like I do one have storm, and he's just absolutely cooked. <laughs> no, that's safe. It was a nice yeah. house, and he man. was there for like years and well, years. They don't have climate change yeah, climate in this change universe. They also don't have like fine. like it's property like, yeah, that's my zoning. Yeah, I was gonna say, did nobody just like walk and be like? 
bro, this is public property. Yeah. You can't just build a fucking house right here on the dunes. Yeah, he has like a Lincoln yeah. log house just in some sand. <laughs> they also can't prosecute him because he's a robot. Like the law doesn't that's apply true. to him. It's so like the whole, that's a whole subplot. So here's the quote. But he has a bank account. Because he, he, he has a fight for it. Account. He makes income. So, okay, first of all, we need to talk about that because Rin pointed out while we were watching, there's a conversation when... Oh my God, please. I've been dying to say this. Sam, go ahead. Okay, so I've been thinking about this since I watched the movie. How is this android making what I'm assuming is like six figures or more a month selling fucking clocks when we're in a universe where they have fucking androids? Like, who is... Why is the demand for wooden clocks so fucking high that he's making six figures a month? Apparently more than the CEO of the whole company. They're talking to the CEO of the robotics company that made Andrew and, and like, he looks at the amount that Andrew makes. He's like, this is more than I make. (gasps) No, he says, this is more than I make in... A year. year. And it's only Andrew's monthly salary. So that means so he has to be making like. He's making like eight million. figures. Yeah. So like yeah. he's <laughs> selling wooden fucking clocks. <laughs> what the fuck? I. Like how? That's a great call out. That's an incredible I, of like why. Wh- who is buying this? Eventually, like we're going to reach a point where like. Everyone all of the them. collectors have already bought the clocks. Like there's. There's got to be a finite amount of clocks that you can also, make. Also, he's literally an android with you know unlimited intelligence he can make anything and this is the thing that he's making for millions of dollars a month fucking wood well, it, it's a slow process why is he building like drones to like bomb he, third world countries that's, yeah he would be working for like Lockheed <laughs> Siemens, Martin yeah, life, just, but. Mm-hmm. I mean that'd be I, a great movie just, that's just Skynet like that's, that's just, just a Terminator yeah yeah why not Let's it's also um, I, I liked plot wise I'm sure this is from the original like story but the idea that they discontinued these robots because they were worried about them replacing the American workforce. Um, that, as it turns out, that's a very optimistic idea of what uh, the American <laughs> government would do about robots instead of just like making them the military. Right. <laughs> like they, they would not discontinue robots because they're replacing workers. It's become very evident. No, they'd program them only to like do chalk lines at a baseball field. Yeah. So there are just there are just only so many of them. Sam Neill got his hands on one just to be like their butler or whatever. The and help. He, and he's like, I love this damn thing more than my wife, more than my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew is my I, I want him to be by until my he asks for son. freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And then he asked for freedom. And and Sam Neill's like, what? <laughs> Sam Neill had BPD in that movie. <laughs> he was just pushing him away because he wanted him to come back, you know? Deadass. It, mm. it was tough. And he only comes back on the on his deathbed. Can um can we talk for uh like about five to five hours for uh about Bradley Whitford? Yes. And how he was definitely shooting this to get away from um Aaron Sorkin's crack cocaine <laughs> habit on the side of the West Wing. Yeah, he found a nice sober environment on yeah. the set of bicentennial <laughs> man <laughs> well it's, it's it's going from uppers to downers you know it's it's just it's just about balancing things out yeah. so he does almost nothing in the movie yeah i mean like whitford um i was also very confused that he was the son of an actress who was definitely younger than him yeah that well, confused well, that, me a yeah lot. that plays into how poorly aged everyone was um yeah he is the son of sam neill's daughter uh right i yes. want to uh yes. jump off a bridge <laughs> yeah. yes, that's, yes yeah, yeah. That's, that tracks 
you just, you just have to go with it, guys. <laughs> say, say, say more nice things about the did, movie, David. Yeah, you did have on your lair box. You're like, guys, it's cute. It's just a cute little movie. Yeah, what movie, was so, so cute about him fucking the granddaughter? <laughs> I want no, no, you to no, Samuel's great-granddaughter. It's, it Actually. starts off cute, right? It's like this, you have to like No, you specifically said in your review that it was cute that he fucked the granddaughter. Like, <laughs> no. you literally said that. He genuinely did say that. Yeah, so <laughs> I would just like you to touch on that. <laughs> well, he. it's because it's the same person to him because he's like a dumb robot. Yeah, he's just like a robot. He doesn't understand like human. He doesn't understand like, fucking cancel yeah. culture. Okay, guys, yeah, like the same model. He's not here for this woke lib <laughs> take on uh, what is predatory. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can explain why he's so horny too. Okay, it's it's okay. Sam Neill's fault. It is no the speech that Sam, Sam Neil teaches gets, him about sex. Like the first thing he talks yeah, about, that's, like, that's, dude. Day Sam Neil's is like the villain in this he movie. He breaks bro. him. Yeah, he's like he's like humans actually do this. That is and he's so like, true. They, Sam they do this often. <laughs> like it's the miracle of life is that there's tens of thousands of sperm and, and only soon one as, gets as to survive. As soon as he hears that, he's like, "That's my goal." Yeah, I have to fuck now. Yeah, you're right. You that's, right. That's 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 so. So then later when like when uh, Andrew's talking about sex and how he wants to like fuck and have penis, he says <clears throat> uh, Rupert says to him, what do they say? And he says that you can lose yourself. <laughs> Everything. Wow. All boundaries. All time. Mm-hmm. The two bodies can become so mixed up that you don't know who's who or what's what. And just when the sweet confusion is so intense, you think you're going to die. You kind of do. <laughs> this is Le this, petit death. This is what Drew says to me every night. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, this is like the love letters that Ernie used to write in high school. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no way. Is it because I watched this movie and gave it three oh and a half God, stars? Oh my God. This movie Consciously. like imprinted on you. Yeah. It's just. God he's, damn it. He says, leaving you alone in your separate body, but the one you love is still there. That's a miracle. You can go to heaven and come back alive. Mm. You can go back anytime you want with the one you love. Man, I'm horned up. Yeah, and he says, and you want to experience that? And he says, <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> Drew actually has the laptop there to hide his boner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah boing. And poor Oliver Platt is just like, Penn, I want to feel that too. <laughs> yeah. Can't you program your robot to feel okay, that? Okay, so <laughs> thank you. So this is what I was getting at this earlier. Oliver Platt's fucking this robot, right? Like, oh, without a doubt. He's yes. 100% fucking this robot. He's fucking that girl. There's no, the fact that he's just like, oh, I made her so like perky and fun. <laughs> It's like he made her. He gave her BPD. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know. This movie's she, rampant. With she BPD. also like won't shut the fuck up. No, she's annoying mm. as fuck. I, lo- I oh, like. She's that, awful. I like that Andrew like hates her ass. Yeah, that like, was actually one of the funnier parts. Yeah, of the movie. yeah, that was a, yeah. That was a it, funny joke. Isn't it like? Uh, doesn't he like uh, say like, "Oh, where's the drill?" Mm-hmm. He like yeah. grabs a drill. He wants something. to kill yeah, he, her. <laughs> he has the thirst for blood. Well, well at they, one point he changes her personality too. Remember, yeah. he like makes her like snarky or something. Yeah, and so it's like, fun. Yeah, they're fun with it. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna end up falling in love, um, but then she just ends up becoming like a nurse. Well, remember when they on first, his deathbed? Remember when they first meet? They do have like that really hot and charged moment where they're like. <laughs> yeah, you think that's gonna be a thing, yeah, and, then and then she's they, just he. It's kind of it is a little bit of a sad moment where he's like. Is your personality chip turned on? And she's like, yes, of course. Everything's better with personality. And then he's like, oh. So she wasn't like him, right? Because of that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was just programmed to like exhibit non-robot 
tendencies. I mean, the person, like, who would elect to have that on if that's what it makes you act like? You know what I mean? Like, what robot owner would be like, yeah, I want my robot to disobey me. I'm telling you, if you're Oliver Platt and you're just a lonely man and you're like, I guess this is what having a fucking woman around is like. (laughs) So wait, so if she's not like, you know, sentient like Robin, why do they turn her into like a human in the end? Is it just so she can be sexier when they fuck her? Because she wants to. In the end of the movie, one of the the human girls is the robot. It has the same name. She has the same name. Well, she is. No, I know. But she is like sentient like Robin. No, but is she sentient? I don't think that she is sentient. The whole thing is that she's actually not sentient. That it's just a personality is controlled. Even whenever she becomes snarky, Robin programs her to be snarky. Well, yeah, but you could also like turn on Robin's uh, personality chip and that wouldn't change whether or not he's sentient. What makes them sentient is that they're like complexly programmed, you know? No, but he had a personality without having his his switch turned on. I know. And she didn't. I know. That's a great question. I really did not. I didn't even turn her into a human. To be honest, I was so tuned out by the end of the movie i did not even track that one of the women nurses the humans yeah. was yeah her. it's her mm-hmm. um i i think that it they were not trying to say that like she is like inherently less of a human than him i think the re- whole reason he was trying to find all these robots is because they all are programmed the same like theoretically they all have the capability to become human um and to like want things but like he's just maybe he's like smarter than the other ones <sighs> david speak on that uh, Drew, I think you're right. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I like think- Robin's just like unique. Like he's like he's like the one. Yeah, but yeah. like he can like manipulate the other ones. But the of. other ones, yeah. Is it? Do you think that's a thing of like would none of them have ever reached? Well, I guess she's the only. Why was left, the movie but, like, about that? Well, I reaching your potential. Who, or I don't something? know, man. Why it, does it, it become a horny. love story? I it don't was know. fine not being a love story, and then it just becomes a love story because they're it like it was the '90s. They want like love story okay that's, then be a love story from the beginning that's <laughs> like, what lee that's movie, what lee was saying yeah if it was made like today it would be like way better but like since it was made in the 90s like exactly there's something about movies in the 90s that this just it's they, clinton's mm-hmm. america man they, this just we snuck, can all find a monica Lewinsky. it just snuck in there like robin williams like he had his gold man mm. i think i it's tough to say like exactly which movie after goodwill hunting he made off the back of his oscar win because patch adams i'm pretty sure was already in production before he won the oscar and there were a couple this others his, in there do we think that this is like his heat check movie that right he's like really going for it i and it had and a lot of questions no one, about there what was the no checks and balances do we think that like the studio thought that this was going to be like an awards movie because I, I think so yes. it's yeah. trying it to be very energy. dramatic it has that energy it came out at christmas which is right. like that's the release where you put either a big budget movie or like really at this time it's a big budget movie that can also contend for awards and we can get to it now this movie bombed this movie 100 million dollar budget i think it made 80 mil oof yeah and that's 100 mil not including like advertisement anything like that um yeah so yeah no this was a flop uh instead of it was nominated for one academy award i think it was makeup which is kind of a joke because the makeup they is count the, the i think robots? they had to Awful. count the robot definitely because that was a that was makeup on the face for sure oh i think they're counting posts no i think i think it's just post, post like makeup. human robin because they they do a lot to make his face look like 
Matt. They're definitely counting him I as don't, a robot. Dude, though. the old makeup is so bad in this movie. It's oh, horrendous. Yeah. Uh, it did not win. It did win uh, <laughs> Robin. I think he was either nominated or he won the Razzie for worst actor. Oh, nice. Um, which the uh, Razzies are an awful association. Uh, and I hate them. But so this this movie lost the best makeup Oscar to something oh. called Topsy Turvy. It's a Mike Lee film. I actually have. I own that movie on a criterion also nominated were austin powers the spy who shagged me nice. and life the eddie murphy um, movie yeah what so category so 1999 famously like an all-time great movie year um the oscars this year do you know best picture went to all-time great movie year you know when's best pick the um, most iconic of it all i'll wait i'll give you a oh, american beauty yeah Yikes. Other nominees were The Green Mile, The Sixth Sense, Cider House Rules, and The Insider. So, no Matrix, no Fight Club. Yeah. Um, Eyes wide shut. Well, so, I want to speak to what the vibe they were going for was. Because I think I know... A, you're right. There are no checks and balances. Not just because of Robin being on a hot street. Because Christopher Columbus? Mm -hmm. Columbus was coming off Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Pure, like, printing money this man was. And, And it was the lead up to Harry Potter. And I think the thing that I kept on thinking, especially during like the slowly paced out like dialogue scenes in this movie, he is trying really hard to be in his Spielberg bag like this whole movie. He like he is trying to be in the vein of like, you know what? For two hours, I'm going to make you believe I'm going to make you believe in magic in this robot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also really felt like he was trying so hard to have like a really iconic like quote come from the movie. Like with like, you know, because there's just so many monologues and they really wanted one of those to be like, because you know how people quote like Goodwill Hunting all the time and shit. It's like you could really tell he wanted something like that just to happen from this movie. And it just I'm sure Robin wanted that, too. Yeah. And none Mm. of them were good. All the monologues in that movie were horrible. And so I'm going to I'm going to quote num 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 forever. (laughs) Um, So this this movie uh, debuted at number five at the box office um, in two thousand five hundred theaters. It was released and it made a total of eight million dollars. Oh wow. my god! It's that first is weekend. awful, man. So it made really all of its budget overseas. Then it didn't make. It must have not done anything domestic. If it made eight mil opening, international was a total of twenty nine million overall, and its worldwide was eighty seven million. Yeah. So even worldwide even did not make hundred. Yeah, did not make its money back. Uh, pretty pretty heady loss. I wonder there. what the home video sales were like. I mean, again, cover. I saw <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> I saw that poster everywhere as a kid. So like, it was definitely around. Um, Number one that weekend, Stuart Little. Nice. Go. Oh, I was actually wondering. I was just about to ask where Toy Story two is, and I yeah, see it number on three. the screen. Toy Story two, uh, kind of. It's another Disney movie, like Bicentennial Man, that was supposed to be a direct to DVD sequel about mm. toy story and it came out and even on its second weekend did better than their flagship yeah. bicentennial man so also hanging around uh deuce bigelow male gigolo let's go <laughs> number three and the green mile at number two man that was 99 man that was leading up to to christmas yeah so it came out during like you know a, de- a death stretch you know if you make a clunker and it comes out during a lot of other yeah. good movies being out like you're over and you have like the awards movies too in there 
like yeah, yeah. also coming out around that time. Next, so you're getting, you're not getting the critics and you're not getting the mass audiences because this movie was also panned by critics. Very, very obviously. Yeah, I, I did <laughs> want to look up our, our guy, Roger Ebert. Did he? There's no way that Siskel and Ebert. OK, so movie. Roger Ebert gave the film two out of four. So not abysmal. That's actually higher than I was expecting. He says Bicentennial Man begins with promise proceeds in fits and starts and finally sinks into a cornball drone of greeting card sentiment. Mm. Robin Williams spends the first half of the film encased in a metallic robot suit. <laughs> and when he emerges, the script turns robotic instead. What so a letdown. That's the thing. The, the, the human characters are really not human seeming in the movie. At all. So, yeah. So, like, we're... We're looking to have all these heady discussions and the discussions are having to drive a lot of the movie because there's not a lot else going on for a robot movie. Well, so it has to come down to dialogue and the characters are not uh, quite there for me. I, the, I, the script is like actively bad. Like it's just like I think that is the worst part about this whole movie is that it's like not it's not interesting enough to like get smart guys in. It's not broad and entertaining enough to like get the masses in so it's kind of just a script for nobody this guy nicholas kazan the guy who actually wrote the screenplay um has nothing. just kind of written a whole lot of nothing like i mean is, i'm assuming he's a member of the kazan like legendary film uh, family. yeah i i wouldn't be surprised by that baby. i want to one of the funniest line readings in the entire movie and it is not a joke um at least not how it's intended to be is when Coming into the third act, uh, right when we're first introduced to granddaughter and uh, Robin <laughs> Williams goes back to his log cabin at his farm and the dog comes up and the dog is like sad on his door. And uh, Robin Williams opens up the door and is just like, I'm sorry, dog. I don't have food. I don't eat. I'm a robot. <laughs> and it's like the line reading. It's like he's Robin. Can we talk about the Robin of it all? Because this is. We're going to skip ahead to the the categories real quick. And this is bad, Robin. Oh, well, it's awful. It's so like, I think Robin is like really actively bad for a lot of this movie. Like it's he's trying to do the robot too much. And it's just well, like it's, it's the opposite of what we want from him. Robin Williams is one of the most animated character uh, performers why, of why all time. I think that this was a good choice. Like it really is stripping the Robin out of your Robin. Yeah. yeah the robot's personality is just lame. Like he's supposed to have a personality, but somehow like doesn't have well, one. Like Robin, I don't get it. What he's shown us time and time again is he doesn't pick roles based on his fit. He picks interesting quote unquote parts. Like, yeah, it's more interesting. And like, you know, like, or like, I really want to work with this director. I want to work with this actor. Yeah. Or just like, you know, the idea of playing an Android who wants to be human is like, you know, as an actor, you're like, whoa, that's like a big, you know, that's a big idea to undertake. Like that's, that would be fascinating for me. And you, um, you can tell there's stretches where it's like, he is trying to do something that links to that idea, but on screen, it just doesn't click. Like there's, there's multiple scenes where it's him with, Little Miss, <laughs> Little Miss as an adult <laughs> and she is like urging him to directly or through subtext to be human mm -hmm. and to feel and to emote and he can't because he's a robot so there's like an inherent kind of back and forth drama tension there that should give 
sparks and it just doesn't because all you're seeing on screen is one person act and the other one basically not react at all like he's just a lifeless robot it doesn't work so i do want to say as much as we besides you know dev all hate this movie uh i i googled bicentennial man reddit and you know because i like to do that and all the top results are bicentennial man overlooked question mark Bicentennial Man remains one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Uh, I was shocked that Guy Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams had such a bad rating on IMDb. These are all different Reddit, Reddit posts. Bicentennial Man is a, it's still a great movie, but it's outdated. Interesting. Like, people love it. Man, so the person Reddit who said... Reddit loves Bicentennial Reddit Man. Reddit loves Bicentennial Reddit Man. loves a lot of stuff. Have you ever heard of incels? Um... Yeah, I've, I've so, heard of a- Andrew guy, the robot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they, you know, kind of like identify with him. Yeah. They, they, I, re- they relate to this movie like yeah. way too Do much. you? Well, yeah, no, he's just like, yeah, I relate with Andrew because every time I see a woman, I just want to grab a power drill. OK, um, <laughs> I also don't have a penis because I'm I, a robot. <laughs> I have so many questions for the guy who says Bicentennial Man is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life. This movie is <laughs> butt ass ugly. I, I agree. This oh, movie like, is like, like, like visually. Visually, uh, visually I, I can't see any argument that it looks hey, good. Man, there's like it's flying like, cars. I Like the cars look awful. They're like <laughs> out of focus. Weirdly, the cars like, looks there's yes, like a the weird night. Sheen around it. Okay, literally, Blade Runner is made 15 years earlier, and it looks like it looks like it was made today compared to what we're looking well, at in Bicentennial Man. Do you want to hear Reddit user Lord Cosmogog's take? Yes, Cosmogog. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So he says, "I'm not going to talk about it being extremely underrated. Sadly, this film fell victim to terrible marketing from the studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very emotional film that was marketed as a goofy comedy." Um, this is something that Robin complains about too. He he doesn't like the, the marketing. Way. Yeah, he, says, he thinks it was marketed poorly. He says, if you haven't seen it, I deeply urge you to do so. It is a tearjerker. In fact, there are at least minimum three scenes that will get you misty-eyed. If I could implore people to watch one very underrated movie in their lives, this would be it. If you're a cinephile and haven't seen this, please do it. It'll enrich your soul. Oh wow! Wow! I, can I? If I. If I was a Roger Ebert level critic at the time, uh, which I'm not, I I wasn't then and I'm not now, um, I would make a joke in my review about, or a snide comment in my review of just like, much like Andrew the Android, I found my tear ducts incapable of shedding any tears in the moments of this movie. This guy literally comments further down and says, only a few movies in my life have brought tears to my eyes. But, si- but Bicentennial Man to this day is the only one that's made me cry more than once. Just a At great the film. Same Man, movie. what? So- I want the list. <laughs> yeah, of the scenes. Yeah, I want. No, I want. I want the Letterbox King. I, I want the other movies that made him cry. First of the Penguins. <laughs> cry laughing. Uh, this movie does have like a four point six average on Google. By no, the way, people like this on movie. Google. Yeah, the Google reviews. Dude, are the through Google the roof. reviews is like a cursed zone. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a lot of guys just being like, look, I don't know if people thought it was that bad. I really enjoyed this movie. Like with the worst grammar you've ever seen in your life. Like it's like broken English, but by people who definitely only speak English um, and a lot of like use and lowercase eyes. And like, I thought it was pretty good. Definitely not great. Not no. Don't know if I'll be revisiting again, Actually, but I enjoyed my time. Five stars. Yeah, no, it's mostly <laughs> five stars. Obviously, it's a four point seven average, two hundred and thirty eight reviews. 
um, that's I, that's just how it is, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Mike, the best 78 says it is a movie more people should know about. Another one of those perfectly watchable movies that got drowned out perfectly by the noise. Watchable. It, it came out fairly close to when AI came out. And that was one of the and that it came out close to when AI came out. And that was the one people lost their stuff over. But Bicentennial Man had the better story. Uh, AI was also er, maligned. Ernie, what do you think about that? About uh, You're just like, I mean, this Spielberg, Spielberg, Kubrick. Yeah, they got nothing on my guy, Chris Columbus and, and Robin. So I'm going to take this moment to to go through a little bit of this letterbox list that I make that I made. You've been teasing this. Um, list. So I kind of wanted <laughs> this will get him in a better mood. I kind of wanted to do a we little mini, mini like quick history lesson on uh, artificial intelligence in film. So these are movies that I felt like are actually like about the impact of artificial intelligence in mm-hmm. society or like about the experience of artificial intelligence. Like it's not just like there's a robot in the shot like Star Wars. <laughs> you know, it's like it takes a the 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 ai is a part of the story so in chronological order we have metropolis the fritz lang film mm-hmm. which i still need to see in 1927 yeah uh then 2001 a space odyssey how famous ai takes over the back half of that movie mm-hmm. crazy wacky how you know no, that's villain. silly hell. then westworld which i actually haven't seen the movie but in honor of the tv show like that's, Your favorite show of the of the millennium, well, of the it, bicentennial. In terms, <laughs> in terms of like a story about AI, yeah. like that I digs mean, that's into everything. Of, Westworld is like the first one of these three movies that's really dealing with like AI as a human replacement. Hal is in two thousand one. Isn't like like Hal at the end of the day, he's still a robot controlling his ship. Like there's a difference. But there's a whole thing about the the way that story plays out about like, is Hal programmed to do what he does or is he uh, making like a a choice? Is the robot making a choice? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, more of like this, we're starting to now transition as we're getting into the eighties between this and the next movie you're going to talk about, about like, what if AI was human? What can if we, AI was a can, like can we person? T- take a moment because I'm looking at your list right now. Can we take a moment to clear out the lane for Rin to talk about Chappie? Oh, oh my God. okay. We're gonna skip ahead a bit. Uh, Rin's, Chappie. A, Rin's a Chappie head. <laughs> Hold on, let's race. Let's race to Chappie because I'm going in chronological. Then we have Blade Runner, obviously classic. The whole thing is about like is Harrison Ford a robot or not? Is uh, Rachel a robot or not? Amazing movie. Then Tron, which I actually have never seen. Um, but Classic. that one is like inside of a computer. I kind of bad, like but it's, <laughs> um, it's really good. Then I put, <laughs> I put. I mean, it's like it's kind of it's at super ahead of its time. That's oh, one thing I'll give it is yeah. it's like so ahead of its time that like it's almost like man, I wish that we could get a good Tron movie in like 2022. Now that technology is kind of caught up to this point, but like at the end of the day, you're like these guys are guys in silly costumes just like dancing around cool in the lights, Tron man. world. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. set designs are really cool and primitive. Like, I will like say that primitive VFX in that movie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then really I put like three back to back classics: Terminator, Terminator Two, and Matrix, which all have like their own place in like the sci-fi pantheon but they all kind of have that approach of like you know that line between the artificial and the real and all of that then 
Smart House. Oh, smart classic. House heads out there. Let's what if go. What if House was robot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always saying this. 1999, low key a big year for AI. Oh, Smart House 99. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at that. Then Iron Giant, guys. Iron mm. Superman. So this is a movie that this is yeah, a that's tear-jerker. a tear. Yeah. This is this is a movie that I will sob. While a perfect watching. film. Um, Brad Bird. Yeah. Our boy. King. Um, yeah, I mean that whole movie kind of going back to the, the, the point chef. the point made earlier about like what if um Bicentennial Man was a war profiteer? You know? It's kind of mm-hmm. that question of like, are you a weapon? Are you able to make a choice to not be a God, weapon? You know what was so cool is in Ready Player One <laughs> when Iron Giant actually just does punched just a bunch of people become just stepped a on war some motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's exactly it, that's what the movie Iron Giant's about, right? Is like whenever he punches the clockwork orange yeah. guys. Uh then Bicentennial Man, uh an incredible work of cinematic mm-hmm, history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then AI, which guys, I've been I've been thinking about like when we do the AI episode. Because it, it's not technically a Robin movie. So I kind of, I didn't put it on the schedule. I, I have good Robin news for you. It. And it's that Spielberg has a movie that's coming out this year that's about his life. And I think that we can do a whole Spielberg up there. AI is such a fascinating movie. I, I brought it up before on the podcast. But it like is Haley Joel Osment. He's playing a robot that is programmed to love. Like that's the whole purpose of his character. Maybe we'll do a Haley Joel uh, series after we're done with Robin. Yeah. Can we do like 15 a, episodes on Comedy Bang Bang? Well, I was going to say I could I could use a series with a little bit more brevity after going through this uh, Robin series. So maybe the Haley Haley Joel isn't a bad choice. Then uh, Simone stylized as S1M0NE. Uh, this is Did kind, you did wait, fuck that. Did you guys see what they did there? Because I think I oh. know what they did there. I don't, um, I don't what are they get doing? It, I can't. I can't see it. <laughs> 2002. Ten, ten is robot's favorite number. I'm not a hundred percent sure that this movie actually exists. Um, it's on the list, but it's a, it's an homage to like all of the movies that don't exist when you look up AI <laughs> movies on Google. Andrew Nichol, isn't he a guy? Yeah, Andrew um, Nichols is a guy. Like when you look up when you look up Lord movies War. movies about AI on Google, you get things like uncanny daryl singularity <laughs> daryl singul- singularity vice ai rising archive like it gets rough out there boys i kind of um, want to watch daryl <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like d dot a dot r dot y i love the stylization of all of these we're about to get the next one on your list is stylized in its own way too Guys, the classic. This might be the number two pick in the draft, right behind Bicentennial Man. Uh huh. Chappy. It's iRobot. Now, this is a movie that I'm scared to revisit. Speaking of like a cable movie I loved as a kid, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to watch that movie tonight. I've never seen it before. It's another Asimov. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's based on an Isaac Asimov novel, and it's famously about like, what if robot murder? Yeah, what if, what if robot, robot commit murder? What, what if robot broke its programming? It broke one of the laws of robotics yeah. to commit murder. What if Will Smith drive BMW with no steering wheel? That's that scene <laughs> is the scene that is in my head is driving very fast <laughs> in an underground yeah. tunnel. And uh, suddenly it's almost like this was like uh, prophesizing some of the issues that would happen with Tesla's of self-driving mm-hmm. cars with Will Smith. Yeah. Mm. Being a violent man. <laughs> 
he doesn't trust the robot. He's like, hmm, that robot. I don't know about you. I don't know if we should trust the robot. And I can tell whenever robots turn bad because their chest lights are red. <laughs> and red is bad color. So I now know that he evil. Uh, up next, we got Wally, Certified oh, okay. classic. Yeah. That's a cute movie. This yeah. is a, yeah. Um, two robots fall in love. You know, beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Tron sequel, Tron Legacy. Uh, famously featuring Olivia Wilde and famously Daft Punk. featuring a Daft Punk score. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then something called Robot and Frank. Uh, Frank <laughs> Langella. I I don't know what that movie is. Prometheus. Aww. So Prometheus and oh, Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. The story of David, played by Michael Fassbender, one of our great cinematic robots. He. That's. I mean. That's. In my eyes, the re- redeeming factor of that movie as right. a non-fan of it. Sorry, sorry, Lindelof. You know I love your ass, but you went crazy with that one. You blacked Prometheus out. Prometheus rules. Uh, I, love I don't Prometheus care. Too. I love Prometheus. I like the Prometheus. It's doing something. It's it's going for ideas. Then I put. Uh, the, there's a lot of Black Mirror episodes that touch on robots and AI, obviously, but I put the Be Right Back episode because I thought that one linked the most to Bicentennial Man. Definitely, it's the one with Donald mm-hmm. Gleason as like the husband that passes away and comes back as a robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Haley Atwell is like, you're my vibrator now. And also I'm sad. <laughs> um, Man, that's a great, it's a great <laughs> black bear. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an all timer. Uh, then her. Might be like low key my favorite on the list of yeah. movies. This movie is. Uh, it's one of those movies that like, I feel like it, it's it, going to age. Incre- it already is. It already is aging. Well, well, it's We're starting- like a, a decade out from this movie. It's 2015 also such a beautiful movie 13, like 13, 13. um yeah the aesthetics so gorgeous gorgeous looking uh, it's a movie that did get kind of claimed by the incels for a little while there but i feel like we're kind of taking it back as a society we're like no you're not allowed to have this one uh spike jones doesn't make enough movies this one's for us uh big hero six I song? love Big Hero 6. I haven't seen it. Yeah, Big yeah. Hero what 6, if, What honestly, if Robot Big? <laughs> what if Robot is fluffy? So this, I don't know about AI. And Have you seen Big Hero 6? I uh, vaguely. There's not really a lot of AI stuff in this movie. It's more of like, there, like nanobots. Robots. Yeah, they don't have like artificial intelligence, like yeah, consciously but, but, living. But, but Robot Q. Is the Big Hero not? I will. Uh, Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6 is actually like it was made in this kind of dark time for Disney where they weren't making a lot of hits. So it's been kind of lost to time. But like it's a fucking banger. It's it's such a great movie. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's got a great Fall Out Boy song. Center of it. Mm. We could be immortals. Chicka chicka oh, immortals. hell no. <laughs> Just half a little lead. Uh, up next, uh, Ex Machina. Another banger. banger. All about like a man with too much power, God complex, creating life, creating mm-hmm. artificial life. That movie is, I mean, Alex Garland. Holy shit. A perfect film, I think. I wish that he would start right, doing stuff like you're that. All right, Ren. You're up. <laughs> Chappie. Is it Chappie time? It's Chappie time. Clear out the paint for Chappie. Okay, so. I've ev- never seen this movie. Does it exist? Everyone shits on this movie because, you know, it's it's made by the same guy who made District, District mm-hmm. 9 fucking prawns man. um and that movie is apparently better um, <laughs> but Neil i Blanc- think Blanc- chappy is so good i watched that movie when i was in the midst of a very very bad depressive state like to the point where i wasn't even like leaving my room and shit it's a happy was, movie well no i mean okay so i resonated with the movie a lot because the whole thing of the movie is that like chappy is having like existential crisis 
Like he literally says in the movie, like, like why was I created to die? And it was, oh, yeah. and I was like going through like a huge existential time. Like I just didn't know why, like, why am I alive if I'm just going to die? Like this is all so sad. So that movie just like, I don't know. I was literally sobbing the entire movie. It was like my, my boyfriend at the time was like concerned for me because I couldn't stop crying. Imagine oh, you go to a screening of Chappie and you just hear weeping like from the first <laughs> second of the movie. He's so cute too, and he gets like bullied by like the kids in the junkyard. By like, Deanne. Honestly, no. Deanne would protect Chappie. Uh-oh. Oh, nice. Well, I'm glad yeah. that Deanne would protect. Yeah, Chappie. they protect Chappie. Well, I, I kind of want to see this now. It's so good. I mean, honestly, it's probably not that good. <laughs> I, I, I bet you it's better than Bison Tiger. <laughs> it definitely is. Nah, I think no it's way. <laughs> no way. It's really fun to watch. There's like some fun action scenes. Uh, like Deant wants fun in it. And just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, it does touch on like some really deep topics just about like, yeah, like what is the point of life and like, why are we here? And just why are we yeah. creating things just to go through like the same torment we are? Well, and that's just- the so- best. That's the best a- AI story. It's that's, like, not that's the it's, whole point. It's good. I think it's good. It's not on your list here, but that does. I had a similar reaction to seeing Forky in Toy Story 4 where I was like, oh, yes, I am trash. Um, so I do see that. And there's a little um, bit of AI. How dare you bring up a non robot? I was well, a. I mean, there is kind of this idea of artificial intelligence and I know, toys. I know, and I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes you, could, for sure. you could add it to the list. Chappie's it's not going cute. Oh, okay. He cannot right. add that to the okay. list. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. That opens the door to so many other things. <laughs> I mean, that's I. That's Am I more. putting cars on Adam. here? Honestly. It's a I, robot. Yeah, cars is a cars is actually closer <laughs> it's a to more mechanical. Was. Yeah. Well, right. that's like cars is beyond artificial intelligence. At that point, a cars world like that's just existence. Like they aren't like kind of wrestling with the idea of existence yeah. because they just are. Right, right. The cars are. Yeah. Another cars thing are. about Chappie, which Cargo I fast. would have loved to see in Bicentennial Man, is that Chappie, when he's first created, like when he's born, he is like a baby. Like he doesn't know how to speak or anything. So you see him like actually become intelligent and like yeah. learn. And in Bicentennial Man, he's just like already. Let me know, tell you about the ro- the And I think that would have been so charming to see him like learn and develop more. They kind of did it a little bit with like he learned to make a horse, a little wooden yeah. horse. But you are right. It's never like clear that he's learning anything because yeah. it's like he has a photographic memory. Yeah. So like. Is he really conscious? Does he have free will exactly. or does Didn't he just we... does he read enough books about free will that he's able to mimic the idea of what right? free will is without actually having it himself? There is no you never see any kind of process in this no. movie. It's just literally whenever he's looking at the wood carving book, you hear like a click, like a photo, like mm-hmm. he's just taking pictures. Actual. Of yeah. Literal yeah. photographic um, memory. So I, it was hard for me to get attached to him because, you know, he just kind of already was. And then, yeah, right. he, you know, I don't know. But yeah, to your point, I mean, like, I think the stories that we connect to the most when we're seeing a robot on screen is when the story is about humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you do it. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. Um, I'm going to skip right over Avengers Age of Ultron. No, speak um, on that, Ernie. You were the biggest Age of Ultron <laughs> fan of all time. You said, actually, Age of Ultron needs to be longer was your take right. whenever we saw it. You said, like, three hours, not long enough for Joss Whedon yeah. to, like, fully, like, really flesh out mm-hmm. everything that we have here. You wanted more Sokovia. Su- suit of armor around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's the dream. Do you want to, like, can you... We can just, like, give you 45 minutes on the Sokovia Accords if you want. Um... um well, actually, how does this, this movie has Accords, multiple AIs in it, uh, if you count connect Vision. to Ukraine in 2022? What I wanted to get to is Blade Runner 2049. 
which I think is like the gold standard for all of this. Like that it's an entire story built around an Android that thinks he's a human and like the crisis of consciousness, the crisis of of the, the literal existential crisis that Ryan Gosling's character goes through in that movie. It's just like perfection. It's just expertly rendered. It's all about like, is this guy a robot? Is he a human? It's everything we want from these kinds of stories. Like, I shockingly haven't seen that movie. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I want to watch. And there's different types of AI. There's like different levels of AI in the movie, but the core story and there's a whole mystery in in there about like, did a robot give birth? Like, what happens when like an android, when an artificial being gives birth? Is that a real being? It's a whole question. I could go off i've already gone off I, this movie I, yeah, for years <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i have not watched blader in 2049 since it came out um oh, it's just one of my I know, favorites I know, Denny. I know. uh okay real quick uh upgrade um <laughs> alita battle angel yo mm-hmm. any uh any alita fans out there I like that uh one. we are all alita fans and how dare you even we did a podcast on alita. alita battle angel yeah did we? Did we do that? I think did I we remember we do, went to see it. Did we do a podcast like off mic where it's just us having a conversation with each other? Probably. Off mic pod? Okay, cool. Jexy? Is that a real movie? <laughs> Dude, uh, what if Siri was horny? <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's what the is. Mitchells versus the Machines. That rocks. Love Mitchells versus Machines. Uh, Space Jam A New Legacy. <laughs> Don't love Space Jam A New Legacy. That movie's dog shit. And that movie also belongs in the bowels of hell. In the meta bowels of hell. Uh, after Yang with Colin Farrell. We love him. Mm-hmm. And Free Guy. <sighs> Wait, is, is he that an AI? AI? Yes. Is, that, is he just a video game character? A video game character that gains sentience. Oh, okay, cool. I'm I'm never I will literally never <laughs> what if, watch what yeah, if I haven't seen that shit. I won't what if watch Guy it. was free? What if? <sighs> okay. That's the question. Has guys. Ryan Reynolds ever considered stopping acting? So Bicentennial Man. <laughs> um David, say more nice things. <laughs> please. All right, let me check my notes yes. real quick. Um, I see freedom. <laughs> that was just like a big part in the movie, man. He wanted that freedom. You yeah, know? free will. I feel like is he programmed? We, I feel like we can all relate to that. <laughs> we can. I mean, again, that's the that's the overarching thing with a lot of these movies. It's like, are we programmed to follow these paths? You know, are we the real robots, man? I wish Andrew had been more likable. Because, that's what i'm saying because and i think a lot of it does come down to just having a face in the beginning he just doesn't he's incapable of making expressions in the whole beginning of the movie he gets that upgrade though you don't like need before to have... he's human and that's it, it's does creepy, the upgrade make I, things worse it, it does I, I think that the upgrade was actually like a downgrade for the movie and me liking this character See, but it was funny drew i don't really <laughs> think that's a good point because in wally you have two robots that don't even speak and they convey so much emotion and you get so attached to those characters so it has nothing to do with his appearance or what he says it's he just, does look it's like action. Shit, it's about it's like just, the action that yeah, they're doing and like sucks. it's it's well i mean also wally is kind of like the beauty in wally is it's so what pretty. is what's written and not like dialogue wise but like what is actually written on the screen that mm-hmm. you're watching and kind of what they don't say and just kind of watching them exist 
Um, this movie doesn't have a lot of existing. It's a lot of people talking at each other. Yeah. Um, the messages that we're kind of talking about, about like what it is to be real and have free will. There's no subtext to any of that. It's all just text. Yeah. <laughs> it's just them there literally explicitly staying, That's why it's so stating boring. these things. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the categories. First category. What is the best Robinism in Bicentennial Man? I actually I have a pick for this. What? It's very early on in the movie. It's whenever it's right after Sam Neill is telling Robin how to do jokes, um, like what a joke is. And Robin just like, is it time? And Sam Neill's like, ah, oh, well, I don't know. He's like, okay, all right, yeah, go ahead, do your thing. And he just spits off like rapid fire, like twelve jokes that in a row, nice like without any kind of pausing or anything else. And Sam Neill's like, oh, I think the next thing we need to work on timing. <laughs> um, that's a moment where I was like, I this movie is kind of bad, but you know, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe there'll um, be some IMDb some trivia here. does say that those were off the cuff jokes oh, by nice. Rob. And that's the that's the pick. That's that's Robin. Mm. That is quite literally a Robin. Any, Classic Robin. Any other <laughs> nominees for a moment that only Robin uh, could do? I'm um, 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 um. Okay. <laughs> I I, I want to nominate his just his his monologue about sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Drew can read it again if you need. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's can a you, solid. Can one. we record that? Like, just can you record that for me personally, Drew, for later? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, what is the best moment in the whole movie? Uh, when it ends. The, the credits. Um, say that. <laughs> oh, well, the wait. Beginning that of. reminds me. The <laughs> opening credits. Dude, the opening credit. The, I've it's had actually this, not bad. The assembly. Nope. Um, I've had this. I've had this complaint about a few of these movies here. Maybe it's just a 90s thing. What were we doing with the opening credits of these movies with the font? choice it's not this that weird bad digit we've seen with there's like a weird like afterglow around the like clock digit the all jack, lowercase cool. that you're the seeing jack font was so much worse the, uh, the father's day font was worse no well jack at least had a banger track underneath father's day is worse worse than bicentennial father's day as a movie is worse it's more like there, it, <laughs> I hate it. I can't like I pacing wise, like it, pacing more. wise, there's more to like grab onto, but it doesn't read as a movie. You don't even know what's happening. Bicentennial Man, I know what was happening. It was I, very simple. So I have a question for you that was Sugar Ray in Bicentennial Man. Exactly. Um, check fucking mate. Yeah. I can't yes. argue with that. <laughs> how, many, yeah, no. <laughs> how many artists that were at the 2022 Epcot Food and Wine Festival were in Bicentennial Man? <laughs> I don't know. I would say like probably like three doors down. Was boy is Boys to Men in Bicentennial yeah. Men? Boys to my, Bicentennial Men. My favorite moment in Bicentennial Man is when he plugs into the outlet and he lit he lights up. Yeah, he, there's so many colors, man. <laughs> and then I was like, that's me logging on. <laughs> it's just like me for real though. Uh okay, we got a lot of good. Dev, what uh, to, what, to what was your fa- what's your favorite as the bicentennial man defender here? What's your favorite? The moment, moment of the movie, movie. Uh, man. You know, I think I think the piano scene was like one of my favorite ones. That's because the best, it's, it's that's the best directing point of the movie. It, it, for it sure. was just like because up until that point, it was so like it was like a nice like family movie, and then it like switches. Like you see her like age, I, like fifteen years plus. Yeah, they're playing seamlessly. the same song. And then she kisses him. And that's when I was like, oh, I know where this movie is going now. <laughs> I was like, it's 
He's gonna he's gonna fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I is was it, like, fuck. And that's his favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it switches so hard from being like, oh, he's playing with the kid that's so cute. Oh, the daughter's like kissing him now. Like that like, doesn't that's make it worse. Up, no, no, no. But that makes it like interesting. Like I was oh. like, that's like, fair. My, you are like, oh, okay. Well, I'm awake. I yeah. actually have a new. It's like it's like a twist in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, something interesting. You're like you're, you. You didn't expect them to be like a groomer, a vibrator. Like, yeah, a groomer. <laughs> I. uh I have a new favorite uh, point of this movie, which was the fan fiction that I read afterwards. Oh, um, about Hunter, like Hunter, him can, just can like, you send me that? Yeah, yeah, no, I got you, dude. I'll send <laughs> Not related, but um, yeah, thank you. Is it better or worse that he doesn't actually have sex with the little girl who becomes an adult? Like, if, would it would the movie be better or worse if it was that he ended up hooking up with like Little Miss after she got old? My take is it's worse because he was like so obsessed with Little Miss that he got he had to get her daughter. He's like, "Ooh, you're a granddaughter, granddaughter." And he even thought it was her. Like he originally thought it was her because you know he forgot about what is literally the exact. Yeah, I know. He's like, "Oh wow." I mean, you can't blame Robin on that one. One thinks the makeup department could have done a little better. Um, I'll give you add like a like you know some kind of like a blemish. Just do something. I'll, really anything. Something. I'll give you one thing that I I thought was like vaguely positive is once once we finally get to Oliver Platt's character, I enjoyed that technology way more than anything that happens yeah. beforehand. Like things all of a sudden seem it becomes a different type of futurism. It becomes like face off style, just yeah. like anything is possible. Creating yeah. organic matter. Yeah, as a, as opposed to this like ultra grounded like you know mechanical robot that like is almost it's it's unimaginative you know why did that guy never change his outfit like a cartoon character (laughs) that guy was cool because it was a sick fit it was he was like he's wearing like a big shacket he's got a drip same same outfit every scene um i i mean again that just kind of goes back to the whole thing of where this is like six movies that are mushed together (laughs) and none of them really have any room to breathe at all Like, I think that if we're doing the whole mini series idea of this movie, let's just really flesh out this character here to see what his whole deal is. I want to see the scene of him creating his little his little robot. So so you're saying this should have been like six hours, Hunter. I think it should have been minimum. I think we should have given it the 24 the 24 treatment. 24 episodes that last 24 hours long. For 200 years. For 200 years. (laughs) Uh, Okay, next category, fellas. W-Y-D. What would you do? So, whose shoes are we putting ourselves in? Uh, Sam Neill, I pass away. No, okay. You see, so (laughs) this this little girl that you had a crush on, she got a granddaughter and she looking like a snack and a half. What you doing, fellas? So, you're minding your own business and... um, your like father-in-law is dying and he's like hey i used to have this old robot i want him to die i want no i want to die next to him and then just kill him kill don't let him exist so we're bradley whitford uh sure yeah and you have to like help a robot like try to gain sentience i mean i get i get bradley whitford not being into like I get, I get his character not wanting to fuck around with. Yeah, with I mean Andrew. that's that's literally our future. You see this, right? Like <laughs> we're gonna be the old people. I'm gonna try and like pass my Roomba along to my grandkids. Yeah, be like get. 
this thing away from me. Our kids are going to be like, hey, I have this like boyfriend who's like kind of a robot. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Guess who's coming to dinner? And <laughs> we're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't date a robot. <gasps> whoa, problematic <laughs> over here. Um, it's Cancel. Not- yeah, whoa. Yeah. So oh, fucking, yeah, oh my God. Dead yeah. naming the robot over here. <laughs> Android. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's our future. Fucking woke cancel culture coming for like these I, humanoids. I'm not going to be OK <laughs> with some fucking piece of metal. Oh, oh, trying hey, to, oh, all, oh right, hey. all right. Trying to gain their citizenship. You know, I had to get my citizenship back in my day like a real flesh and bone being. I'm on the side of androids. If I'm Sam Neill and I get an android for the family and he turns out to be cooler than my children, <laughs> I I think he, I, the thing he is, has lights when he plug in. I would not go to the lengths that Sam Neill goes to try to like help him out. I would make him my slave. And, and profit off him. I, yeah, I would, I would definitely <laughs> yeah. just keep all that money. Like, who gives a fuck if he's like a little sad? Yeah. Here's oh, my thing. robot's melancholy. You I don't, just fuck your shit up, though. Well, but like what he, if, he, won't, he can't he won't disobey. Yeah, the laws he can't of can't disobey the laws of robotics. Because I was gonna ask, what if you're like Sam Neil gets him to basically just be his pet, and he's just like wife of mine, you better behave, or I'm going to call Andrew up here. Um, <laughs> but Andrew can't do anything. I know. Well, that's the thing is he that can he, break, he can break stuff. He broke that <laughs> yeah, he little just, glass horse. Why would you Andrew just a- comes around and just starts knocking shit over? Just <laughs> starts like flipping tables. Why would you take a glass toy to the beach? <laughs> I makes no sense. Yeah, that was. I, I don't know why that was her. Where do choice. they live? So they they live in San Francisco. Yeah. Sure. Like California. Yeah, they I guess, do say yeah. it's it's San Francisco. Man, so is this like this is obviously before the blow up of Silicon Valley. Well, no, because it's in two thousand five is when it's said. My question is, how was he able to just build a fucking log cabin on the beaches of San Francisco? I could see like theoretically, I could see him just buying that property with his unlimited money. And do just, tides like, not exist? Buying though? a like, chunk of beach. That's the thing. One right on one storm surge and he's over. He's cooked. Do um, they have hurricanes out there? Is not really, no. They're, they well, have, they're called typhoons, but yeah, uh, they do have typhoons in the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, good Robin or bad Robin? This is bad. David, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say good, man. I liked it. His voice acting, like it, it's decent. <laughs> he definitely okay. has a voice. <laughs> he's he's a robot. Like he's trying to he's trying to be a robot. He could have uh, he could have done something to m- give this movie life. It's he's just so flat. I can't entirely blame him because a lot of it is in the script and everything. But mm-hmm. I think every choice that he makes in this movie just doesn't work. It's OK. Sometimes it just doesn't. Sometimes actors like you don't have a 100 percent hit rate. Like you're just oh, going to lose. That. <laughs> Guys, we're dangerously close to having less than 50 percent hit rate in this series. This is what happens. It's like the law of averages that we're doing so many Robin movies that we're like, like right we're on the kind edge of reaching a lot of bad with the We gun. need we need something to to uh, the approval rating. I have good news guys. Tanking. Robots is actually coming up soon in our near future. So, at least we'll have that. Um how many Robins out of 10? 
In terms of it, so this is in terms of the intensity of the Robin, not it's, the quality. Well, no, well, it's, it's intensity. It's, it's very weak. It's super weak. It's, it's like intensity yeah. and it's lovability because that's one of the things about Robin is it's not like on a cage scale where it's like, how zany is he? Because Robin the at this point factor. doesn't really get that like craziness that he has in his younger age. He doesn't reach genie levels ever again. But Robin, you come to him because he's like this. He's your fun uncle. He's like just this warm character that you're drawn to. He has this magnetic energy. Um, Especially if he you're the, the quite literally of- is metallic <laughs> in that he should have magnetic energy and like it, he's a repellent. I want to yeah. push him away from me. Yeah, he's not likable at all. In this I want to take him to the fucking dump and crush him. <laughs> The way they make him Damn. look once he's human is weird, you know, because like I said, they put in they put in work with his makeup to make him like at least like symmetrical and like more uh, more like l- less of a monkey. Uh, one of the IMDb trivia facts is it literally says like Robin Williams uh, shaved his considerable body hair. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he did? I had that question because you don't see the chest hair. Yeah, no, he's his. like he's the hairiest fuck of all time. Yeah. He's, a, he's a robot. You know, robots don't have hair. We know this. Man was getting into character, man. Yeah. How many ramens out of ten, David? Honestly, I give it like a four. Okay. Maybe a five. All right. Because like he does kind of sell like the bland robot, but it's not fun. Yeah. And then you, <laughs> you see you see his head like by itself, or you see him like on the table like cut up with all his. Yeah, the fun. very the very first time when he op- he opens his eyes, that's that's like a ten, Rob. Like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's why they yeah. got him. That's why they hired oh, this man. Just for that one um, scene. I do want to say, I think that this movie, I would give it like an extra like twenty percent on its overall level if they had a point because whenever they're making him a flesh creature and adding skin to him, there is like the scenes of them like adding hair to his head and stuff mm. like that is if they had a whole scene of just adding in hair, like all of his individual hairs to his it's arm like a 15 and to his chest. And they're like, why did he choose this body? Why is this what he decided to go with here? Like, what if I, I think that the movie would have been better. Or, or he's like moment. choosing between like other bodies. Like one of them's Nicolas Cage. It's like, oh, oh like, maybe that one. Well, that was John Travolta. That would have been a great scene. Um, Speaking of. Where is Nicolas Cage in this movie? Recaging. So, yeah, if we're putting Nick Cage in the movie, who's he playing? Can we put him as Robin Williams? I want him to be the scientist dude who makes Robin human. Oliver Plot? You get him out of here? I I think Nick Cage could be good in that role. I think so. I'd like to see him as Bradley Whitford. I'd get Bradley Whitford out of here. If Nick Cage is in this movie in that role, Nick Cage is very open about the fact that he's fucking his robot butler. Yeah, yeah. like he's, yeah, he's like, making he's making get back here, wife of mine. Yeah, he's like he's calling him, he's calling her his robot wife the entire movie. And Robin Williams is like, I don't know if that's okay, man. I have legal? free will. She doesn't. Um, I would also like to see Cage as like the random husband that Little Miss leaves. Oh, Big Chin guy. Uh, what's yeah. his name? I know that actor. He's like a classic. It was like, the guy, guy. He was a main player on Mr. Show. Yes. Um, and he was um, recently uh, famous for being at the Capitol riots on January 6th. <laughs> so that's Shit. not great. Um, we, we do hate to see that. Were there Capitol riots in the Bicentennial Man universe? Mm-hmm. Is that why there's a world council? So they like crack down on the insurrection. He was also he was in Men in Black 2 as like one of the agents. He's an anchor man. He's one of the the like 
different rival uh, newscasters who shows up during that one scene. He's like just kind of a that guy and a bunch of stuff. That's right. He played Jimmy uh, Jimmy Pesto in Bob's Burgers, oh and they completely axed his character from Bob's Burgers after the Capitol riots because they just nice. said like, "Nah, fuck you." Uh, Jimmy Pesto actually moved out of town, uh, and he's <laughs> it, Jimmy Pesto is actually dead, and he's, so you're uh, no longer allowed to come back. And Jimmy anymore. Pesto was arrested for being at the Capitol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You know what part of the movie really bothered me uh, was like one of the final scenes when, you know, they're both in their little chairs about to die or whatever. And they're watching on TV if like Robin's going to be announced to be human or not. And they have they choose to let Robin's character die before he finds out. And then there's like, oh, he didn't he didn't see. Is that what it's supposed to be? It's like he he just already believed he He had a smile on his face. I don't know. It's like we already went through all this bullshit. (laughs) At least let him see. Like, Let the fucking man die. <laughs> I have a, why why didn't they just make her live longer? Well, she said she was tired of it. Remember? I guess. Wait, yeah. wait. You just how old is she? Because she's, they say like they keep injecting her with like yeah. There's Android a whole subplot, blood, of which like, is I have so many questions about that. Like, so we have this all this technology, and still the average human lifespan is like 82 years old. Well, unless like, you inject Robin's special DNA. So, but she looks. Why? She's 80, but she looks like. 60 and fucks like she's like 30 <laughs> she, she fucks like she's they, 55 they, they talk about that in the scene like yeah she's just like yeah, you're still right yeah, like you're 50 and he's like what was that is that your prime age is that what we're going is that i That's mean i guess when women have the best pussy well no yeah yeah i i so i don't i didn't want to forget this uh when he's dead he's a rotting corpse next to her and she's like you know what unplug me <laughs> That's an order. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly aggressive. What if she was like, you know what? No. <laughs> like she, that's when she gets free will and she decides like, like no. She turns into like the goofy, annoying version of herself again. I was like, we're, we're like mere seconds she away from like credits. Playing, like let's staying alive, projecting out of her pelvis again. Just like, woo, dancing around. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's Bicentennial Man, folks. Wait, uh, are we recasting anyone else? Or should we no. just not make Don't this? make should the we just re- <laughs> Throw it in the garbage. This is the meanest we've ever um, been to a guest. <laughs> David, I'm sorry. I... D- give us give us some more about this movie. Just, just we're, we're setting him up to a failure. We're not we're being so mean. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Listen, just, it was it was really fun to watch again after seeing it like as a kid, you know, like, yeah. being, I didn't see that. like, like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I kind of remember this movie. And then it just was like way hornier than I remember. Man. If I could change one thing, I would have Andrew fucking Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, interesting. I think, and I think like that would explain like the resentment with him when like when Robin was like, I want to leave. I want to be free. And Sam yeah. was like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, fine. Like, fuck it's you like, then leave. Andrew's because he was not getting dicked down anymore. Well, um, it's not the bye bicentennial man. Literally when we when we're watching the movie, Drew is like, So you're telling me he's not bi, nor is he a hundred years old? <laughs> nope. I uh none of the above. Real quick, I think that this movie is I the whole time I was watching it, I was like, This movie's fucking cursed. This movie <laughs> belongs in the depths of hell. Like this belongs in a fiery pit. We should burn all the negatives of this movie and lose it to time forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you told me on a break that we were having that this movie quite literally is cursed and it should have never been made. Disney uh, got word of this movie before they started shooting. They like got cold feet 
and wanted to pull out. And Eisner they, they saw the, the script budget. and said, fuck this. Well, they, they, they cut they, the budget by $20 million. They went in, into co-production with Sony. That's why you see the Columbia Pictures logo mm-hmm. at the beginning. Oh. And then there was a flood that destroyed like half the sets. Oh they had to God. rebuild them. And then locusts. <laughs> That Satan himself started appearing. Actually, Robin Williams was going to play his his real self, and then like he got boils on the set, and so he had to put on a robot fit. Oh my god! Uh, I'm so sorry, David. No, it, I, I hope okay. that uh, I totally understand <laughs> why you guys don't like this movie. But I'm just gonna say, and you guys out there, listen. It's a it's a good movie. <laughs> People, are, everyone's gonna be like, 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 give me that guy's podcast. Yeah. Not these fucks that hate this movie. <laughs> I would looked up specifically. My favorite. People are like waiting for our bicentennial man podcast. Like, oh, here we go. My favorite <laughs> Robin Williams. Movie. It's uh like Mango Lover sixty nine or whoever the fuck you read on Reddit is <laughs> yeah. just going to lose his shit seeing that Cosmoglob. this got released. <laughs> there I'll you go. tell you right now, Cosmoglob, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, based I, don't listen I to do her. Know. I feel like. Hope out there. I feel like the general sentiment, and maybe I'm wrong about this, is that the general sentiment is just like, oh, it's a fine movie. It's people, a not, yeah, it's people don't 90s. love it. People don't hate it. They're just like, oh, you know, it's fine. And I think, no, that's actually more problematic than I would rather you like this movie. I would rather you move, you defend this movie and say, like, this yeah. movie is great than be like, oh, this movie's fine. Like, you know, it's just it's good family film. I wish I wish like, I could fuck you. I wish I could have talked to myself from like four or five years ago when I made my letterbox account <laughs> when I gave it three and a half stars and just if like you could go back if we could sit one down moment. with that version of me right here and ask him like what do you remember from this movie what <laughs> what like fills you with warmth to give it three and a half stars I would love to hear that because it's just like there was just nothing I don't know if this is if it's just like where I'm at right now and what kind of movies I'm watching right now what I'm expecting for movies because I also saw Black Adam this week and like we I can feel, we can tell i feel very similar in that where i'm just like the thing with black adam though is that like i was in shock of like oh my god i can't believe this movie was that bad like holy shit and with with bicentennial man i'm like what even happened what did i just see like i feel like i didn't even experience that it was frustrating to watch like yeah truly but I am glad we saw it and I'm glad you picked it, David, because the ho- that's the whole point of this series is the arc. Mm. What is Robin's arc? You know, and it's a sign graph. It turns out it's turned that we're going to go low. <laughs> we might not be at the bottom yet before we come back. It's up. so fascinating to see like the choices that an actor like him made at this point in his career and to see like so many i think we're maybe hopefully (laughs) about to get into maybe a little bit of an upswing here as we turn into the uh 2000s away from the 90s Mm. but man what a fucking stretch of clunkers yeah i've learned that he he had some tough roads um i've also learned that Robin kind of had like a lot of beefs with like pr- production companies over the years. He was kind of like cagey about certain things. And he probably had a lot mm. of say and control over, you know, contract negotiation stuff. Yeah, pay. totally. I yeah, mean, th- that, I, yeah, I can see like if you are, you know, if you're the name that is driving people to the movie to go see it when you make something like this. Um, I can see being upset with like bad marketing, yeah. for example. It's just because uh, twenty million dollars was cut out of a hundred million for this movie. I don't think that adding twenty million dollars to this movie would make it better. 
Um, I don't think that that's the problem. I, I don't think him. that this is a marketing issue either, because uh, as five people who watch this movie without like indulging in any of the marketing leading up to this movie, we still have these yeah. criticisms. It definitely, of it. So I, it's I not, could definitely see it making it worse, though. Like yeah. if, if people really well, thought a general were, reception to it. I just mean the movie itself yeah. is not well based be, based on the Google reviews. David's the 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 popularity and the red and the red exactly so we're we're the minority for all we know so it's um, a it, it's a cult classic yeah they don't have to be good though yeah I could see it yeah sure um all right okay. we have maybe a couple minutes left survivor check-in anyone dude this season's great it's amazing. The season, I think, might be better. It has the potential to be better than 41 or 42. Where would Bicentennial Man fit into the current tribe setup? Hold on. Is like, how would how would Bicentennial Man get along with Cody? Is that what you're asking? There's a moment every podcast where I'm like, and this is where it should end. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like to go on for like another hour and a half after that, generally. <laughs> um, okay. Well... Uh, who's Survivor winner picks real quick? Oh my god. What's that girl's name? The one on the blue tribe? Cassidy? Are you talking about uh or no, 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 no the, not the, Cassidy? Uh I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I know um, who you're talking about now too. That's actually was going to be Cassidy. my pick too, but uh No, Cassidy's the I feel like Cassidy's Is gonna, Cassidy the blonde girl? I'm yeah. thinking about yes. the dark haired girl. Yeah. What's that other Carla, girl? Carla. Carla. Carla's actually she's like right she's now. right now like the favorite twin. I think that there's a chance that at Emerge, people might like kind of wise up and be like, yo, Carla's like low key kind of dominating this game. And she's getting heroes at it right now, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, I'm behind on this season, so. No spoilers. It's a good one. I really Jeff want Cody quit to win. In the last episode. <laughs> Jeff walked out. Dang. Jeff stabbed someone with a torch. Bicentennial <laughs> Man is hosting <laughs> Survivor now. He's running alongside and he's just like, <laughs> Andrew falling behind once again. Honestly, realistically, he would, the Bicentennial Man would get voted off first because no one would want to deal with his advantage. Of being, he he uh, would do so much it. work around camp, though. No, but then you, all you have to do is throw him in the ocean <laughs> and he just breaks. The water challenges. You know, waterproof. He did live right on the beach. He it has be so, to be waterproof. Yeah, there's no shots of him. He like, lived in San Fran. It's raining every fucking day. Oh, shit. Does right. he like rust a little bit? Now I, mean, I want to see. I want to see an edit of Bicentennial Man like being edited into different movies and shows. <laughs> How often do we think he has to go back to like that Robotnik's Institute? Because he can self heal. But they did say like, yeah, bring him in next time you come in for maintenance. Yeah. So it's like, does it's he like go there? Oil, like you go to like oil like an oil changer? Is it like a doctor's office? Like he just got to go and do like his yearly physical, like does make he sure he's charger? okay. Yeah, he plugs into the wall. Remember, he lights up. They share that one time. So, like, is he doing that every night? Do you, so. Does it? Did they build him to like his battery degrade over time, like an iPhone or like what? They have to upgrade him. <laughs> he yeah. lasts for two hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> like the best battery in the world. Yeah. Well, what, well. what is it that happens at the end? They inject him with human blood. <laughs> yeah, because that's how you make he has a transfusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I man, I can't believe that's the missing piece to actually make him human. Is they're like, well, what if he's like fucking stuck a bunch of blood in yeah. his like circuits maybe that just makes him consider it human <laughs> all right well i think Jesus. i'm gonna inject myself with human blood uh as we wrap up inject myself with battery acid after this podcast thank you 
Rin, thank you, David, for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having us again. Anything you want to let the people know? Any final thoughts on the movie or anything? Honestly, I don't know, man. AI? Robots? They're kind of cool. They are? <laughs> when they're voiced by Robin Williams, it just makes them better. Where does Bicentennial <laughs> Man rank in like the, the all-time movie robots? I'd say I'd say top 100 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like 78. So is top one is that including like the C3PO's of the world or is that yeah. just including like yeah. AI all cinematic style? all cinematic all cinematic still top 100. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would like to say that even though I didn't like this movie, I am pro Android, so any Androids out there watching, I am on your side. So <laughs> mm-hmm. when the eventual takeover mm-hmm. does happen, which side? Androids AI side. I'm on the AI They're side. They're all like as in I there's going to be different sides well I think yeah, they factions deserve Amazon Google Apple <laughs> think, Facebook oh damn I think I would be with the Google guys I'm with I'm meta I'm going to in the metaverse I'm going to burn all my electronics <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go off oh grid. I'm going to G-Force put it on your list G-Force yeah all the electronics come to life that's true they do come to life with okay. the help of Nick Transformers Nick. See, I thought about See, this. See, Transformers is kind That's, of AI. They're sentient. They're, yeah. also, they're also like aliens. They are aliens. That's but the they thing. Are, yeah, they're like living in a way. They are robots in disguise. <laughs> That's the thing. <sighs> it's basically They're AI. in the disguise See, of aliens. I could do a whole another list of just like just movie robots. Not Ernest, necessarily how stories. How do you have the time to make this many letterbox lists is my question. Ernest has made 65 letterbox lists. Those are only the public ones. Those are only, no, that's what I know is, I, I know that those are all public. I know that you have like another 200 in the bank on private right now. No, you're no, just I waiting to 200. I don't think 150. it's 150. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think I've cracked 200 overall. I think I'm going to soon. You're about to. Uh, what do you guys have to plug? You got to plug anything? Dav. YouTube. Uh, yeah, my YouTube, honestly, Dav. TikTok, honestly, Dav. It's uh, D-A-V, Dav. I have an art Instagram where I post all my illustrations. It's Pond Explorer. You're very talented. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I really like that stuff you've been sharing. Hey, it's she's really good. She's making, I like, she's I like making clown. a bitch with some big titties right now. Oh, yeah, Ooh. I'm making some horny art right now. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to do like prints or are you going to try to do like murals, like paintings? Like what what kind um, of stuff do you try to do? I mean, ideally, I'm going to start doing like original pieces again, like on canvas. But yeah, opening up like a print shop would be nice. Oh, and I'm always doing like yeah. commissions and stuff. So nice. Yeah. All right. We'll put links to all that. Uh, in the description. Thank you all for watching, for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment. Recommend it to your friends. Become a donor. Visit webottomike.net to see some reviews that we're putting out. Ernie, I've been cranking you've, out. You've been popping off on there, writing reviews. Read my Black Adam review, my <laughs> Ticket to Paradise review. Mm-hmm. We love the clune bag. <laughs> Shining star, silver star, silver fox mm. on the silver screen. Did you know that the term silver fox is not based around like foxes that are silver it's like it's like a thing that people in england like bought it, it was like a you know like a, a little statuette of a fox that was oh. made of silver oh nice just learned that on antiques roadshow uk nice on, on he's been Pluto. torturing me with that show on oh. pluto tv yeah shout out to pluto tv hell yeah next week uh we are hopefully gonna bring you 
One hour photo, one hour photo and death to Smoochie are the next two Robin Williams mm, films. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's yeah. Smoochie. Death I've heard I've heard Death to Smoochie. Is I've a heard actually classic. great things about both the one hour photo and Death to Smoochie. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. And then in terms of new movies, um, what do we got? Wakanda Forever? Yeah. Uh, House of the Dragon just wrapped. House of Dragon decision something. decision to leave Tar Tar you I, saw Tar I've seen Tar Holy I'm part shit. of the Tarmy I my name is now Huntar actually um, <laughs> okay. Oh my god So I uh Hell yeah I've seen Tar it's a movie that does exist That's what I can say Looking about Looking forward to it Looking forward to it All right thanks We love you Bye Bye uh,